Hey guys, how's it going? It's me, Josue. You guys haven't seen me in a while. My bad. Today I have Pastor Damien Valle here with us. He's a, you know, he's a pastor, teacher at Templo Sine Church. So if you don't have a church and you speak Spanish, head on down there. Check us out. But yeah, welcome. Welcome, Pastor Damien. Hey, thanks, brother. So happy to have you. So happy to be on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's gonna be, he's gonna drop some knowledge on us. On. Uh, today we're gonna be talking about uh, just Romans 8 and what it means. Um, I have, as you guys may know, we have uh, the company Romans 8 and we just want to emphasize more of like what it means and and I just kind of want to get together people who, you know, are truly in the word and, and you know, it's Pastor Damien, he, he knows his word and we've seen him preach <laughs> and we kind of want to hit like what does it really mean? What, what does Romans 8 really mean and stand for for people? So um yeah we're just gonna get to it and it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be great so my first question pastor damien or damien pastor damien um so at a first glimpse like what is romans 8 um why does it stand out if it if any what do you think it stands out well first of all i just want to say thanks for having me on bro um yeah i i really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be here um, and I just, I love how you're walking with the Lord and I love how you are just letting him lead you. So it's super Appreciate awesome that. what God is doing in you. Thank you. Um, so super excited to be, uh, sharing, uh, Romans chapter eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot going on there in Romans chapter eight. And I guess I could just talk a little bit, um, of why it calls, um, why it calls my attention or catches my attention. Um, one of the reasons is, is because if you've read the chapter, Paul is actually, he is speaking about being led by the Spirit and what a Christian, um, what it looks like when you're led by the Spirit, right? And it's one uh, amazing passage that everybody speaks about, you know, like at the end when it talks about nothing can separate us. Mm-hmm. But there's so much going into that final part. And, and so I think what really calls my attention is yeah, walking in the Spirit. What does that look like? And I think a lot of times we might think it's, it's like something really magical, like maybe even supernatural, mm-hmm. but walking in the spirit and Paul just kind of breaks it down. It's like the mundane things in life, right? Everything that you're doing in life, the Holy Spirit is leading you. And you might feel like it's not a big thing, it's not magical, mm-hmm. but Holy Spirit is leading you. And so I think this is why Romans chapter 8 is, is so important. And it, this is why one of the reasons it calls my attention because mm-hmm. it's it's encouraging us as believers to walk in the spirit. And so, again, I would say that that's the reason why I think it's um, important or a lot going on there. Yeah, that's really good. I like that because a lot of people don't see the spirit part, you know, Um, and there is, I agree. There's a lot of it that goes into like my favorite uh, chapter in verses 38. Yeah. There's so much of why he says, I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And he names all these other stuff. He names like, um, you know, for I'm sure that neither death nor life right off the bat. I right. think a lot of us still don't understand, you know, death and life. Like, you know, you have once you're born, like right away, you're destined to die in a way, if that makes sense. Right, for sure. But he's convinced that God is more than that or angels or rulers. And he goes off on that. So I really like that. Absolutely. Um, that's a good answer. And so like, um, you know. He talks about love as well. You know, he he, he hits that on and um in your in your uh, view of Romans eight, like how does he put love in there? Because he's convinced that nothing will separate us from the love of God. 
And so I kind of want to hit on that. Like, so do you, yeah. Yeah. I think we could focus on this, these last portions. Mm-hmm. So let me give you a little context yeah. before we jump in. So the whole, mm-hmm. the whole uh, chapter, he's talking about being led by the spirit. Yeah. And when you're led by the spirit, the spirit empowers you. Mm-hmm. And so there's two things. You can be led by the spirit. And the second thing, the spirit empowers you. So you mm-hmm. can walk in the way that Jesus is calling you to walk. And then in the next couple of verses, like from verse, um, Right here, verse 12 to like verse 8, he talks about being led by the Spirit. And then he says that we have the Spirit of adoption and we can call Abba Father, right? Mm -hmm. And then after that, he talks about, um, he gives an example of when we have been glorified, our ultimate glorification, we will, um, the new earth will come and the earth will be set free. And then he gets to this idea about how we have this victory in Christ. And then mm-hmm. he gets that final portion, how nothing can separate us. Right. So that's just a little bit of context. But I want you to notice in verse, let's just read those verses real quick. He says in verse uh, 37, after mm-hmm. he said all what he said, briefly, he says, but in all these things, we are over- overwhelmingly conquer mm-hmm. through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, or nor anything created will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our mm-hmm. Lord. Now this is amazing. So so think about what Paul is saying here. So the first five chapters, if you've ever read Romans, I'm sure mm-hmm. you have, the first five chapters he talks about being justified, right? Mm-hmm. And then we finally get to this portion and he's telling us this reality that we've been we've been justified, so we've been changed. And because this is what's amazing, in verse 34, this is why context is so important. Mm-hmm. Look what he says. Who is the one who condemns us? Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather who was raised and who is at the right hand and he intercedes for us. Mm-hmm. And then so notice this. So when we're talking about the love of God, yeah. two things. Ver- a couple of verses ahead of that, he said that the Holy Spirit was uh, inner- inside of us and the Holy Spirit helps us pray. It says in mm-hmm. verse 26, in the same way the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray, but it's Holy Spirit who helps us pray. Mm-hmm. So two things. When we're talking about the love of God, you want to know the true what he's saying about here, the love of God, is that you mm-hmm. have Holy Spirit that he's helping you pray, mm-hmm. and then you have Jesus himself praying for you. Mm-hmm. So think about this. If anybody is on your side, it's God he's on your side, right? right. If we're talking about nothing can separate us, none mm-hmm. of these things can separate us, you want to know why they can't separate us? Mm-hmm. Well, because God is on our side. He just told us a couple of verses ago. Right. Holy Spirit is helping us, and not just Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but Jesus is also helping us. Right. And so this is the love of God demonstrated, mm-hmm. right? That he's equipping us, not leaving us alone. Right. And so when you see these these verses, nothing can separate us. Mm-hmm. The reason nothing can separate us is because you know that God, he's yeah. on your side. Right. He's on your side. That's and I don't know powerful. if you noticed, but this list on verse 38, mm-hmm. death, life, angels, principalities, all these lists, mm-hmm. these are just ex- external things. Mm-hmm. Nothing external can separate you from you and me from God. Right. But we have to be careful because mm-hmm. nothing external can separate us. But what about the things that are eternal, mm-hmm. internal, meaning myself? Right. So I can choose to walk away, right? Yeah. I can choose to walk away from this love. Right. But everything on the outside, rain or hell or whatever, mm-hmm. it can't separate me. Right. But I have to be careful not to separate myself mm-hmm. from him. That's and so this good. love, you see this truth, Holy Spirit's on your side mm-hmm. and Jesus is on your side. Right. And so you have the love of God coming for you to your support. Right. This is why nothing can separate you because mm-hmm. you have 
this advocate on your side mm-hmm. it's incredible it i really like is. that i think yeah it shows the love that he has for us like he's never left us yes. even to the beginning yeah since day one Come and on. now till now that's so amazing and how do you think uh people should walk that like in a how would you call it how would they do it in like a like day-to-day life what do you think a that looks like way. practical way of, yeah. walking, <laughs> a word. of walking this out yeah i i think this is what's really cool even in verse 26 he says the same way the spirit also helps us in our weakness mm. so how do we do this practically Josue? Mm. it's actually pretty simple you and me we're filled with the spirit and this whole chapter tells us to walk in the spirit but you and me if we're honest we don't do that perfectly 100 percent of the mm. time sometimes we respond wrong Sometimes we think bad thoughts. Sometimes we fall into sin. Mm -hmm. But our desire isn't to do that. Mm -hmm. But even when I'm weak in that, I can always know that I can come back and say, Lord, I messed up. I was weak in that moment. But I want to serve you. I say yes to your lordship. Mm -hmm. And then I can always come back. And this passage is still true. Mm -hmm. And so even in the mundane things of life, like every single day you wake up, you're going to be tested and either you pass the test or you respond wrong, right? right. You, you you spoke wrongly, you gossiped, mm-hmm. maybe you fell in some type of sin. Mm-hmm. You messed up and then you recognize that you mess up mm-hmm. in your weakness and then you can just always come back, right? right? And awesome. so very practical mm-hmm. every day. Maybe I was a bad husband today. Maybe I was a bad father today. Maybe mm-hmm. I was a bad friend today. But that, is, that doesn't define me tomorrow. Does right. that make sense? That's good. And so this is the reality of walking in the Spirit. We mm-hmm. don't do it perfectly, bro. None of us do. Your right. audience, anyone listening, we don't do it perfectly. We want to. Mm-hmm. We don't. But even when we don't, we can always come back and say, Lord, in my weakness, I messed up. Right. And I want to walk with you rightly. Yeah. Does that make sense? So everything, sense. you said, how do you do it practically? Yeah. It doesn't matter what people are doing. If you're washing mm-hmm. dishes... If you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a dad working, mm-hmm. if you work construction, if you're a school teacher, everybody in your sphere, you're going to have an opportunity to respond correctly and be like Christ mm-hmm. or not. You fall in sin, you were weak in that moment, and you can always come back. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So again, it doesn't matter what you do, wherever you are on the earth, yeah. whatever sphere you're, you're influencing, mm-hmm. you have that opportunity to, to walk in the spirit. But if you don't, then just come back right right always come back, come back. Yeah. i love the story of the particle sun it's the comeback yes for and i real. think uh yeah that's the message i think you know with the name embrace the truth mm. i kind of chose it to tell people the truth right about things but now that i think about it as we're talking embrace the truth now has become like political like it's a political thing yeah it's like embrace the truth like embracing my truth right. but it's like no like when we talk about jesus there is that i like how you talked about like even when we mess up, you can always come back. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, we want to share, you know, obviously we're not going to do whatever we want, as Paul says. Right. right? right. We're not going to go and sin. But yeah, like you said, we're, we're not always going to uh, be perfect. We're not always going to walk in back. the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the truth. Like, yeah, because there's going to be moments of weakness. And, mm-hmm. and our desire is to walk fully in the spirit. Right. But it's impossible until the resurrection until mm-hmm. our bodies are glorified and actually just on that point mm-hmm. can i share this yeah so notice this so watch what he does now in verse 18 mm-hmm. for i consider that the suffering of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that's going to be revealed in us so he's talking about a glory that is coming to be revealed in us because we want to walk in the spirit but we're incapable because we still haven't had the we haven't received our resurrected body verse mm-hmm. 19 for anxiously longing 
of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Notice creation itself is waiting eagerly for the sons of God to be revealed or manifested. This is talking about the resurrection. Look what happens, verse 20. For creation was subject to futile, not willingly, but because of him who subject in hope that creation itself also will be set free from its slavery of corruption into freedom of the glory of the children of God. So when is the earth going to be set free? When the children of God are resurrected, we receive our glorified bodies fully walking in the spirit, right? right. So we're talking, hey, I can't walk in the spirit 100% of the time. That's mm -hmm. true. And it, and. We're not going to meet the mark until the resurrection, right? right? And so, again, we shouldn't be discouraged. We should say, mm -hmm. we're going for that mark. Lord, help us walk in the Spirit, right? right. And so, even in Paul, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, mm -hmm. verse uh, 18, he says, be filled by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so, this idea of being filled, it's a constant filling. It has mm -hmm. to be every day. And when we talk about fi be filled by the Holy Spirit, I think a lot of times we think like a gas tank, like fill mm -hmm. us up. I mean, that's kind of okay. I guess that's an okay illustration. <laughs> but what Paul is saying when he yeah. says, be filled by the Spirit, there's little pockets in your life, in my life, that mm -hmm. haven't been surrendered completely to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so when we say, fill us with your Holy Spirit, what we're really saying is saying, those little pockets that it, your Lordship isn't taking over, mm -hmm. we want you to take over. Right. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And yeah. so again, Audience, Damien, Josue, don't be discouraged when you don't hit the mark 100% of the mm -hmm. time. The Lord knows our hearts and He knows we want to please Him. Right. And He knows, again, you're not going to be able to do it until the resurrection. Right. right? Yeah. And so I just think it's so amazing, this whole this whole chapter, being filled by the Spirit mm -hmm. and, and, and walking in that reality. So that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Good. Come on. <laughs> what else? <laughs> um, yeah, and it's so amazing. And um, if you're a new believer, like, what would you say to new believers who who read this? Like, what would be their motivation for them? Like, well, I don't really know Jesus. I don't know the Spirit. How would you describe what um, what the next step would be to get to what Paul is saying in Romans 8. Yeah, I think if you're a new believer, the benefits of receiving this word here, it's because this is how it should be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's not. A believer's life is const it's completely different than an unbeliever. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're an unbeliever, when you read this chapter, it's talking about being led by the Spirit. So when you're led by the Spirit, You treat your wife different. Mm -hmm. You treat your husband different. You treat your children different. I was at the mall the other day, actually, mm -hmm. and I was at Zion, and we saw another family, and this mom was completely screaming at her daughter mm -hmm. and dragging her by her hand. Wow. And Zion saw that, and she says, Dad, we, we would never do that, right? And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't we? She's like, because that doesn't honor God. Mm -hmm. That's not being led by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's only four. Yeah. And so this is what we're talking about. So what would I say to an unbeliever is... There, there's so much an advantage to coming to the feet of Jesus, mm -hmm. surrendering to his lordship, that it, it dramatically changes our lives. Mm -hmm. It really does. It changes everything. And so for you and me that we walk with Jesus, yeah. when we do the right thing, it's just kind of normal for us, right? Like mm -hmm. we just do the right thing. You see trash on the floor, you pick it up and you throw it yeah. away. It's just, that's what we do, right? right? And you might be thinking, well, that's not really like spiritual, but it really kind of is. Like right. if you think about it, it's the little things in life, right? Yeah. And so 
Why would it be important? Well, because when you read this passage, it's encouraging us to be filled by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And when you're filled by the Spirit, you're led by Him. And then your life, your decisions, the way you treat people, the way you spend your money, the way you spend your time, it's completely different. Does that make sense? It's yeah. completely different than an unbeliever, right? right? For an unbeliever, it's okay to be yelling at each other in the house. Right. For an unbeliever, it's okay for be cheating on your spouse. Mm. For an unbeliever, it's okay to cheat on your taxes. Right. But when you're led by the Spirit, when mm. you read this chapter, it's a new way of life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And so yeah. it's a complete advantage for us to to read the book. And when mm. I mean read the book, I'm talking about the Bible. It's a complete advantage to read mm. the book and apply what the book is saying. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's good. What yeah. do you think of that? I think that's good because a lot of people will read the Bible and say, oh, the Bible this or the Bible that. But they read it as academic, as an academic book. Come on. But it's not really. It, it can be. I was very academic, yes. right? But it's actually life tra- life changing, like transforming. Yes, it, it takes you out of different things. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard. In my in my view, what I've seen is that sometimes people who are in different um, like scales of life, like if you have more, if you're more wealthy, you don't realize sometimes you don't go to church, but you don't realize how much you borrow from god and so it becomes like a morality come on and you don't realize how much you borrow i think um and then if you're kind of like in another different let's say you grew up poor you see more different things because yeah god transforms you so i i feel like sometimes when you're up on the scale it's harder for you to see jesus yes because you've actually borrowed so much from that yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like yeah the bible you have to it is life-changing it is life transforming i mean yes. it doesn't matter where you come from uh, apostle paul was <laughs> He was, I he think, was a he was, bad dude. <laughs> yeah, he was educated. Yeah. He was like, I bet you, he's a Pharisee of Pharisees. He says in in, in Galatians, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like if he went to Harvard, maybe, right? He went yeah, to the he top was a school schools. of Gamaly, Yeah, he was a scholar. He was he was well studied, and and I mean, God still transformed him. Amen. So no matter what, um, I mean, that was my opinion, right? Like I think sometimes when you're uh, come from different. Uh, family lives it might be harder yeah but still like god can transform you amen and i feel like even that's why jesus had to um jesus had to show himself to paul in a sense because he was so imagine his stubbornness like yeah. god had to make him blind right so i think uh yeah i mean we'd have to uh, apply i like what you said about the bible yeah we have to apply it every day yeah it's like even picking up trash some people don't like picking up trash yeah <laughs> No, and I, yeah. it's, it's just the simple things in life, like really. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to make it, well, it doesn't feel glamorous or doesn't feel glorious, right? Yeah. But it's the spirit working in you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the spirit working in you. And so I think what you're saying is true. Wherever you find yourself, friends, the word is for you. Mm-hmm. It's for me. It's for the top scholar and for mm-hmm. the one that's perhaps un- most uneducated. Right. And so that's what I would say to those people that would perhaps say, well, why should I read Romans 8 or why should I even read the scriptures? You mm-hmm. know, especially this chapter, because we're talking about being led by the spirit. Right. Yeah. That one's hard because, you know, people are like, oh, the spirit, like it can be taken out of context right. nowadays with the new age. Right. Yeah. No, it's not like a yeah. hocus pocus magical stuff. Right. And that's not what we're talking about. Like right. we're not talking about like being spiritual. Like we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so that's the true spirit of God. Amen. And if you're doing some other, that's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) If you're talking about some other spirit, like, you know, get into your Bible and, you know, talk to some people about it. Talk to Pastor Damien about it. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and so, yeah, we want to like encourage people to, you know, follow Christ, right? Follow yes. Christ. And he is three in one, you know, Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. That's what we're talking about. Um, yeah. And then um, we're kind of getting to the time. Okay. In the time. But just to kind of the last thing would be like, what do you think, like, just to put it all together, what's something you would share um, to, let's say you're talking to someone who may be having doubts about God, mm. and uh, they come and talk to you as a pastor, what would you go, and how would you maybe use Romans 8 or any other scripture? Kind of like how, how are you convinced, I think Apostle Paul says, I am convinced. That nothing, yeah. That nothing. So how are you convinced that, you know, what's what gives you hope? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's so much in this chapter, but I think I, I want to see read a couple of verses here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what would I say to that person? Well, in Romans 8, and I want to read verse 29 through 30, okay? Mm-hmm. Look what it says here, Romans 8, 29 through 30. It says, For those whom he foreknew, it says, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30, and these whom he predestined, he called. And whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. Now, this passage here is actually a passage that Calvinists, mm-hmm. if you're a Calvinist out there, you're probably like shouting at the top of your lungs, like, yes, you know. Um, but I don't think this is a Calvinist passage. And again, I'm not here for debate. Mm-hmm. But this is interesting. I want you to notice what he says here. In verse 29, for those whom he foreknew, so he knew there was going to be a group that would choose him. Notice what the outcome of them of, of them choosing Jesus is. Look at verse 30. Those whom he predestined. Look, watch the watch the progression here. He called. Mm-hmm. Then what does he do after he calls them? He justifies. And what does he have to, after justified? He glorifies them. Mm-hmm. Notice the progression here. So God calls you. Then mm-hmm. he makes you just, justifies you. And then what? Then he glorifies you, mm-hmm. right? And so for anybody that is out there thinking that God is against us, I really want to encourage you throughout the entire scriptures, the Lord is for us. Mm-hmm. The Lord is for us. The Bible tells us in the book of Second Peter chapter 3, he tells us that he doesn't want anyone to perish. Mm-hmm. He wants all to come to salvation. Right. And so if you're out there and you've heard that God is an ogre or he just wants to strike everybody with thunder and lightning, mm-hmm. You don't know the real God. Right. The real God is for us. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times, you know how it says John three sixteen for God so loved the world? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we forget that Jesus coming to earth, that wasn't Jesus' idea. That was the Father's idea. Mm-hmm. Right? That right. was the Father's idea. The Father is the one who loved us, mm-hmm. so he's coming to rescue us. Right? Mm-hmm. I think about you said earlier the story of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we read that, but we forget the main part of that story is that the father, he sees his son from afar. And what does the Bible say? He ran to his son. Right. And think about that. That's nuts in the culture, mm-hmm. especially if you know our culture, the macho man culture. Yeah. The dad is cold. He doesn't say, I love you, never hugs you. Right. But in the story, what was the story? That the father saw his son from afar and he ran to him and embraced him. Right. This is who God is through the whole scriptures. Mm-hmm. Is there judgment? Yeah. But judgment doesn't come just to come. God mm-hmm. gives a long period of time. I don't know if you know this. God waited 120 years before he sent the flood and Noah's day. 120 years 
That's a long time, right? right? And so this is who God is. He's so He's so merciful. He's so kind. He's so compassionate, right? Mm -hmm. He could blot us all out in a moment, but he doesn't, mm -hmm. right? The Bible tells us in the book of Psalms, he allows the sun to rise on the wicked and the righteous, mm -hmm. right? And so if we could, if I could tell any, if you're if, to the unbeliever, our God mm -hmm. is a God of mercy, is a God of love, is a God of compassion, and it's a God that is ruling for you to come under his leadership. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what Psalms 110 verse 3 says? Let's look at it. Psalms 110 verse Psalms 3. 110. Let's see. Look what it says here. It talks about the Jesus is now sitting at the right hand of the Father. Mm. And look what it says. Psalms 110 verse 3. We're talking about what would I say to that person? Look at this. Look at this. Psalms 110. Let's start on verse 1. Okay. Mm. Psalms 110 verse 1. Got it? Mm -hmm. It says this, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool under your feet. So this mm -hmm. is speaking about the ascension of Jesus. He's mm -hmm. now at the right hand of the father and the father says, sit here, Jesus, until I put the enemies under your feet. Now, when you're reading this passage, you might thinking might be thinking, well, because he wants to crush his enemies. He wants right. to kill them. But that's not what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Think about this, Josue. Mm -hmm. You and I. We were both enemies of God, yes mm -hmm. or no? Yes. And how did he conquer us? With a sword? Mm -mm. No. He conquered us with his love. Right. And says, sit here until I put your enemies under your feet. You want to know why Jesus hasn't come back yet? Mm. It's because there's still enemies out there that the Father wants to bring in mm. and put them under the Lordship of Jesus. Yeah. And that's not with the sword. That's not with the rod. It's mm. with his love. Right. I like that. This is who our God is. Mm-hmm. This is who he is. Yeah. And so this is what I would say to the person is God, he wants to bring you into the kingdom. Right. He wants to put you, you're an enemy of his, mm -hmm. but he's not like the other rulers. The other rulers, their enemies, they kill him. Mm -hmm. But that's not our God. Right. Our God conquers us with love. Mm -hmm. Isn't good. that incredible? That's incredible. <laughs> I like that a lot. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, there you go. He'll go start, start going to church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I like that a lot. He really does love you, man. Mm-hmm. He's cheering and, you on it and he wants, you're his enemy, but he's not going to destroy yeah. you. He's going to conquer you. Just like he conquered you and me mm -hmm. with his love, with yeah. his word. I like that. And uh, in Matthew, it talks about when, uh, I think it's so funny. Sometimes you read stories and you really pay attention. <laughs> Come in on. In Matthew, uh, I think it was Peter who cuts his uh, ear yeah. off. Malchus's ear off, yes. Yeah. Sure. And Jesus like, don't you know I can call like legions, legions of angels. Of angels and yes. wipe it all out if yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. And that's always crazy to me. Like if you know what a legion is yeah. and if they're angels. And if you've seen like you know, we think of angels how we paint them, but they're not they're scary looking. They're <laughs> yeah. they're scary looking. So imagine a legion of that yeah. and it just come and wipe us all out. Right, right. It's crazy. But yeah, I agree. God God uh wants um wants to love him that's all he's a gentleman yeah that's why he's taking so long honestly. he wants to conquer hearts man mm -hmm. you that's know? what it's in for yeah and so i don't know if you ever thought about that but like man why is jesus taking forever mm -hmm. it's because he has enemies still that he needs to conquer yeah and Actually, he conquers them with yeah. love i like that that's a thought i've had and i never discussed this whole thing that amazing it's, it's been in my in the back of my mind Come on, now you know and i'm like i think that's why he wants to save most of us and, yeah and even like it reminds me of the story of Noah too. Mm. Um, or no, it's not Noah, Jonah. Oh, yeah. I 
I couldn't switch no, for some okay. reason. <laughs> you're right. But Jonah, he he contemplates to God, like, why do you want me to go preach to them? Like, they're evil people. Like, right. And Jesus is like, just do it, you know. Come on. And then um, that's sometimes we contemplate, why is there so much evil in the world? That's one of the most asked questions. Yeah. And pe- why people don't follow Christ. Like, well, I don't want to believe in a God that would allow evil. this evil. Yeah. Maybe yeah. That we could do another episode on that. That would be I good. I got answers. Yeah. <laughs> what are, send your questions. Come on. Yeah. Send in your questions on that. But yeah, man. Well, yeah. I mean, I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me, bro. And um, thanks, guys, for waiting on us. And yes. Share. Just share it. Stay tuned for more. So let's get started again. Yes, sir. I'll get it going. And so we thank you guys. And um, if you want to, you know, if this message really hit you, um, go ahead and make sure you find a pastor yeah. and then a Bible believing church. Yeah. Pastor Damien, Temple Sinai Church. Come on. Check him out there. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's great churches in the valley. Yes. So make sure you get it, you get plugged in, talk to a pastor. And, you know, if you want to receive Jesus in your heart, go ahead and, you know, make that prayer. Yes. And so we thank you guys. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time.